birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear Jenny. Happy birthday to me. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. guys are ridiculous. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Uh, it is episode 31. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And I'm mad. Why are you mad? <laughs> My computer just died. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but no, it's not. Where did this one come from, though? This just materialized in front of me. That is brand this... new MacBook Pro just popped in front of you. Happy well, birthday. You, you mean the, I'm kidding. You mean the, <laughs> you mean the brand new MacBook Pro that I almost broke three weeks in a row? <laughs> Well, yes. you, should, you should probably get this thing away from that's me. That's the thing. You're buying him a new one. He's going to give you that one. Oh, thanks, That's you. how that works. <laughs> so, speaking... Oh, man. I, 2003, I got this thing. It had a good run. 15 years almost. And it had a good run. I just put all these decals on it, too. <laughs> damn it. Jay, can I have another Ocean Recording Studio decal? No, but you can pull that one off and use a glue stick to put it on your new one. Your dick. Limited, man. Limited. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll try. So, speaking of birthdays, oh. happy birthday. <laughs> Is this? Hold on. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> what are you. Uh, so you guys can't see. You probably should have taken a video of this. Uh, I probably should have. You could have done like an uh, Instagram live video of that. Um. There's, so a, there's you, a company that you can go on. It's like rickroll.com or something like rickrollbymail.com. that. Rickrollbymail.com. Yeah, and they'll just send you a box, and when you open it, there's a little like mechanical thing, and you open it, and it just does that. Uh, if you guys <laughs> couldn't hear that, let me do it a little closer to the mic so you guys can hear what's going on here. <laughs> it's literally just an empty box. <laughs> With a tiny little microchip thing in it, and a picture of John Cena doing his classic move. <laughs> that's a that's a fine fine birthday gift. I, Thank th- you. I'm taking it back though. Okay. <laughs> Wait, didn't somebody just send that to you in the mail a few My days buddy ago? Brian did. Yeah. You're yeah. regifting, son of a bitch. Regifting and then <clears throat> take backs. So you can use that for anybody. I really. know, right? That's that's brilliant. Give, give it to my mother. She'll be totally confused. <laughs> his name is John Cena. <laughs> I don't get it. What is this? <laughs> this is the work of the devil. All right. So I have news. Okay. Ticket Saga Part Four. What? <laughs> All right. Okay. So I can. I am pissed. So last last episode, I talked about how I had cleared out a chunk of change in my credit card to buy these tickets. Right. His last. So, his last twenty seven dollars to his name. Hey man, I work with what I got. <laughs> so so I'm on there, and uh, the bids were at. $53 for these these Evil Dead uh, Book of the Dead premiere tickets. Right. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen back a couple episodes, you'll hear it. Um, so, but the bids were at like $53 for like three days, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm throwing 100 bucks on there right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I throw 100 in, the bid goes up to 59 which means that I am the highest bidder at $59. Right. Cool. I got, I got some, I got wiggle room here, so I'm going to watch it. It's like less than 10 minutes left. I, uh, I wrote in the, into the next bid, I wrote 150 
just to have it be ready for it in case it gets there. And so I, if you if you haven't been keeping up with this saga, this is $150 that Mike was going to pay for four pieces of paper. Four pieces of paper. Tickets to yes. the original Book of Book of the Dead premiere at the premiere Redford at the Redford Theater. Yeah. yeah. So so I had 150 in the box ready to go if I needed it, and then I accidentally hit submit because my cursor was over it and so the stupid like, track. So you're just like, well, here we go, well, 150. I figured, well, I figured I was prepared to do it anyway, <laughs> and it doesn't automatically bid me 150. Right, right. So I'm like, whatever, that's It'll fine. It'll just put it up to whatever. So, yeah. so I'm getting down 30 seconds. I'm like, I'm like sweating. It was, the air was palpable, okay? <laughs> my roommate was sitting next to me. And I'm like sitting in front of my computer, just like looking at it. It's like 29, oh 28. God. It gets down to like 10 seconds, and it jumps to like 123. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, okay, I'm still good. I got 150. I'm still good. Three seconds left. It goes. It goes up. It says that I'm outbid. I lunge at the computer, and before I could do anything, it's over. I lost wow. it. I lost it. Two dollars and fifty fucking cents. Well, now you're best friends with the dude, so you can just. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Not so much. Not so much. Uh, that he, sucks. Uh, no, I, I, I sent him a message back after after last week's thing or whatever, and and what he sent me back after that was was no longer like friendly. Hey, Mike. It was very much like business and that's it so i'm like okay i'm not gonna i'm not going to annoy the guy but oh so he he replied to your he did um, reply but it was very business only and just that was uh, did he basically tell you no he basically yeah he said he goes i have a lot of the red tickets left and not a lot of the greens and eventually i'm just going to be putting the red ones up yeah send so. him a dick pic <laughs> <laughs> there you go but uh however he reposted the the dual set again for the fifth time just keep going for I'm it, going dude. to. I'm going to get them one You've way or another. Yeah. So at this well, point... you might not, but... Shut up. I will. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I might need to go to 300. This is why Mike got me an empty <laughs> box for my birthday. Which, by the way, if you haven't caught on yet, uh, today's episode is all about me, baby. Yep. <laughs> Egomaniac himself. Well, over it's here. okay. This Should have ep- saved your birthday for episode 32. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it episode thirty? Oh no, it's thirty-one. It's thirty-one. Yeah, yeah whatever. Really, we're thirty-two, right? We'll just say that I'm thirty-one again then. Um, so uh, <laughs> you wish. Yes, I'm being a, I'm being a little self-indulgent here, and then we're and we're making this episode about me because when you listen to this on Sunday, which I know all of you will, because it's my birthday on Sunday, March nineteenth. So we're talking about uh, birthday well, horror. Fine. What? Since we're doing this for you this week, next week it's gonna be all about me. Okay. We're going to do horror movies that feature really tiny dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're listening, ladies, Mike's number is... I think I got... Uh, what was... It? Oh, oh no, because I gave out your number and it was 1-800-BIG-DONG. That doesn't work. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Damn. So anyway, uh, in the spirit of me <laughs> and, my ha- and my birthday... Thank you. Thank Happy you Happy birthday, Jim! Yep, thank you. Uh, today we're drinking from Right Brain Brewery, another Michigan brewery. Mm-hmm. Traverse City, right? Uh, yeah. Tra- uh, I believe it's Traverse City. Yeah, where's the... I think, I think it's right on the side. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Oh. Uh, right Brain Brewery, Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, this is called Cakewalk. It's a vanilla cream ale, and it is delicious, because we nothing, actually nothing tried says it. says birthdays like a little cake. Like what? A little cake. Like a little cake. A little vanilla cream, eh? So, uh, <clears throat> easy living... Easy sipping. When life is going smoothly, you call it a cakewalk. When we brew a light and easy drinking cream ale with real Madagascar vanilla beans, we also call it cakewalk. Cool. Cakewalk's floral aroma complements the addition of corn in our malt malt bill to yield a pleasing creamy mouthfeel. <laughs> oh, we're, like, we're so immature. We're like 12. Uh, followed by a subtle sweet vanilla finish. 
which, I mean, <laughs> that would be pleasant, right? Creamy mouthfeel with a subtle vanilla. The starting line, engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes. The oh, we're going to get copywritten for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, we play a quote at the... And also, yeah, we just did the John, are, but, De- John Cena thing. That's true. Yeah. If you didn't know, that was the band Cake. I felt that it was appropriate for and Mike, today's festivities. And Mike just got us sued, so... Uh, <laughs> so this will be our last episode. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Go, Jimmy. It's your birthday. We gonna podcast like it's your birthday. Gonna suck some cake, walk like it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. And we don't give a shit because it's your birthday. Thank you. You're we welcome. need we need uh, we need more space filler for when we're actually opening our beers like that. Here. Oh, you got it. Yep. Well, here you open. Uh, oh, well, why? No. <laughs> you hit me with successfully two out of three I did. of those bottle caps. I, I did. Right. And boom! Right in the face. I'm getting, I'm getting better at the pop cap. The pop tap. Our buddy uh, John would be so proud of me. Uh, so anyway, let's uh, let's give this cakewalk a try. Actually, feel, Mike and I tried this last week. Yeah, this week. is delicious. It is very good. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And this is only four point five. We're not gonna no no more high gravity for this week. <laughs> oh, I better go. I better go grab the bourbon. Actually, I should grab you the bourbon. Probably should go grab the bourbon. <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, while you're doing that, I'm gonna talk about what we got wrong last week. Okay. Um, so last week I said, uh, Famke Jansen did not play Natalia in Goldeneye. She didn't? She played, uh, Xenia Anatop. Oh, Anatop. <laughs> she was the one that would squeeze the shit yes. out of people with her yes. thighs, right? Yeah. And, and I, I sort of questioned myself when we were talking about <laughs> it, but I'm like, no, Natalia, Russian, it's her, right? No, yeah. No, we were wrong. Uh, Vito, Vito called me. He goes, "I'm so disappointed in your lack of Goldeneye knowledge." <laughs> well, you just have a lack of James Bond knowledge altogether. That's true. I'm right? not like a huge James Bond fan, so. Um, and then we also talked about the largest anaconda on record. We didn't know what it was. Yeah. The largest caught in the wild is a 33 foot anaconda. Wow. And the uh, and just as a little bonus fact, the largest snake in captivity mm-hmm. is owned by a Halloween uh, haunted house company called Full Moon Productions, and they have in captivity a 25 foot reticulated python that weighs Ooh. over 500 pounds. Really? I wish yeah. I had one of those at my house yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I found found a live mouse and I caught that sob with alive. peanut butter. With well, peanut butter. You caught him alive and then caught killed him. <laughs> and then I ate him for breakfast. Curry. Some some curry mice balls. Um, so, uh, wait, hold on. 30, yes. 33 feet. 33 uh, feet. There was crap. no weight, though, because it was in the wild, so they, they probably didn't have a scale, so there's no actual weight for it. But Yeah. But the longest ever in the wild was 33 foot. Okay. So. All right. I don't so, remember. Which means that the anacondas in Anaconda are fake. I know they look real. Uh, I know they had everybody fooled. That's disappointing. But they're fake. It's disappointing to hear. <laughs> But hey, Jay, you can take this computer back. I got, oh, all, my, I got yeah. all my notes right here. Excelente. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that brings us to the to the news, I think. Oh, I mean, oh already? Are, 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 are we there? there? Are we Was there already? I guess it's time for the news then. Yeah. Go, Jamie. It's your birthday. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jim. <laughs> The news. That, 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 was, that was an old school uh, a news intro. That <laughs> the was... beatbox. We haven't had a beatbox in a while. Oh, yeah. Bringing it back. Well done, Jay. Mr. I'm Mr. a little disappointed uh, that your mustache isn't curled this week, though. I'll curl it for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if, uh, if Mr. McMillian is still listening, he's going to be very happy. Mr. McMillian? Mr. McMillian. <laughs> Fancy. Hey, Adam. 
Um, all right, what do you got? In the news. Uh, well, first of all, whenever somebody dies, we always start the news with a death. Yes. Uh, the producer of The Blob, Jack H. Harris, mm-hmm. has died at 98. So he had a pretty good run. <laughs> oh, yes. 98 as, years. As Kevin That's... Smith would say, big bucket of win. Big bucket of win. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, not much. There's, uh, He's got a pretty good life story, if you look into it. I'm not going to give it to you right now because it would take forever, but... Uh, his his rise to success in the uh, in the business was pretty cool. Well, I mean, he did the Blob. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Say, say no more. Yeah, that's all you really it's need one, to it's, say. It's one of the most iconic movies ever made. Oh, dude. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, which was that eighty? Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. It was the the remake. Was in the eighties. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what year it was in the eighties, but oh man, what an awesome that movie was! I think, awesome. The, the the uh, practical effects and stuff. In yeah. That movie was just freaking amazing. Yep. So anyway, uh, what else do you have? Um, so apparently, we are getting uh, this. This is it's news, but it's just it made me chuckle. So I had to, <laughs> I, I had to bring it up. Uh, apparently, we're getting a Lovecraftian horror movie that is based around a glory hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this shit up. <laughs> the glory hole of darkness. Uh, I'm gonna read the the. Uh, I'm gonna read the the uh, press release for this. Okay. Um, oh god, the press release isn't loading. Maybe, oh. maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Well, it's called. Jay does it better than me. It's called Old Glory. Yeah. (laughs) And apparently my computer's not giving me a press release. Okay. Um, So would you like me to move on to something else while you find that? Oh, here it is. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So uh, so Nicholas Tushi will have the answer to that question. Lovecraftian horror horror thriller Old Glory. In Old Glory, a down-on-his-luck man drunkenly stumbles into a desolate highway rest stop to discover a talking Lovecraftian glory hole. (laughs) He soon has to decide if he's ready to see uh, see the world end, and if not, how far he's willing to go to save it. I can, the, the I can poster, show you such pleasures. The poster they have is a disgusting toilet and a glory hole with a Lovecraftian tentacle coming out of the hole. Oh yeah, I saw that earlier. <laughs> that's awesome. There's that. That's really. There's no. Aside from that, there's no other information. I just think it's hilarious that we're getting a glory hole horror movie. That is ridiculous. And we're moving on. <laughs> oh, Jay, thanks, man. Hey, anytime. Jay just curled his mustache for my birthday. Ah, there it is. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Skong, 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 <laughs> Skull Island, The Birth of Kong, uh, is a four-issue series, uh, uh, comic series. Yes. Uh, that will be unleashed beginning April 5th. The saga is to, is set to delve deeper into the mysteries of Skull Island and the mythic origins of the island's king, the massive Kong. Oh. Uh, would you like a brief, brief synopsis here? Is it about an ape? It is, yeah, kind of. It's uh, it's both it. it's both a sequel and a prequel to the film, which is cool and interesting. The series tells the story of a secret team of monarch operatives returning to Skull Island to discover the truth behind Kong and the island he is born to protect. In doing so, they unlock an ancient history of monster conflict, witness the primal war between Kong and his otherworldly ecosystem of deadly new creatures, and finally reveal how this lonely god became the last of his kind. With a dramatic new narrative that paves the way for what is to come, fans will discover new revelations that point to the future Ooh. of the MonsterVerse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I also that'd be heard... pretty cool. I, this is I, this is one of two stories that I have in the news that deal with comic books. Yeah, 
And I might have to start reading comic books. I Dude, don't typically, I, but uh, some of the stuff that's coming out sounds really I awesome. I used to read a ton of comics, and I had to quit cold turkey like someone doing drugs. Because, because you discovered girls and sex? I, I, I was having both, thank you very much. <laughs> you were not. Years ago. <laughs> uh, no, I was like, I got to do, I was spending like 75 bucks a week on comics. What? Because you go into these stores, like you have your, your core, your that's books like a, or whatever. That's like a drug habit. I know. No, that's, that's why I'm saying, like, you go into these comic stores, and if you're into the stories, you go in there, you get your normal ones because there's new issues every month or mm-hmm. every week, whatever whatever your particular comic has. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you go in though and you can't help but look at the new releases and there's always new books coming out. And so it's like, oh, well, that's awesome or that's awesome or I got to get the new Hatchet book or I got to get the new Friday the 13th book. Or, I'm, just, I'm, just like, pic- I'm just picturing Mike sitting in his room like, like flipping the pages like and just smelling. Oh, that's a thing. That's oh. a thing with... with that, I'm not, I'm not no, kidding you. I know. I know the smell of a new book is is an amazing it's, thing. It's but the the vintage. I'm ones picturing though, you tweaking on it. Your gold and gold, your silver and your like silver age comics, yeah. the real old ones. Mm-hmm. People smell them like it's a legit thing. Oh, it's, I don't doubt it, man. Really, really weird. Yeah, but um. Anyway, um. Speaking of Kong, though, did you hear that in uh, in in Skull Island they put a hidden Easter egg? Yeah. For a possible new Gamera movie that is oh. going to be in this universe. Uh, I, that's not what I thought you were talking about, but no, I didn't hear there's, that. There's Easter eggs apparently all over this oh, movie, okay, but that's cool. one of them though. Is is that they they hinted at Gamera in in the movie? I guess I haven't seen awesome. it, so I don't know. But what was the other one that you heard? Um, there isn't there. Uh, people were noticing a, a particular scene in the new movie, and they were wondering if it was a Cannibal Holocaust reference. Yeah. And the the writer Mark Kermode uh, confirmed it on Twitter that it is indeed awesome. a Cannibal Holocaust, which is pretty cool. Like a a PG thirteen King Kong movie is paying paying homage to one of the most one notoriously of the crazy, violent, ass, and yeah. brutal movies ever. Yeah, one of the most banned movies ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. and apparent apparently the uh, the scene in question is there's a giant spider with like these ungodly like long sharp legs, and he comes down on a dude, and the guy's like looking up and screaming, and it goes straight into his mouth and through his body. So and, how like, crazy is him it? Into the ground. How crazy is it that that scene, which was by far one of the craziest scenes in that movie, it's most iconic Cannibal Holocaust death, is the girl on the spike. Right. It's basically up her ass and out her mouth, like she's skewered <laughs> yeah. on this thing. This was in one of the most banned movies in history, mm-hmm. and now a recreation of that scene is in a PG-13 movie. Right. What? <laughs> That's a, 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 crazy. A King Kong movie of all things, because King Kong has historically been, you know, somewhat. I mean, they're it's it's about a giant ape, so it's kind of yeah. It's, well, it's fantastical, of, but it's fantastical. It's kind of whimsical in a way. It's a giant monkey, you know. It's it's not real scary. Sure, but yeah, but that's it, that's like a pretty brutal, scary thing, you know. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy to me that society has shifted that much. Yep. Um Okay, <clears> moving <throat> on here. Uh, last week We're we talked about Michael. We are. It's true. Last week we talked about Adrian Barbeau dropping out of Jeepers Creepers three, yeah. and this week we have her replacement mm-hmm. uh, in one Meg Foster, surprising. who people would yeah yeah kind of who people would know from. Um, Probably most notably, if you're a horror fan recently, he, uh, she was in Rob Zombie's Lord, uh, Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem, also th- uh, 31. Yep. So, uh, was uh, she in any of the previous Rob Zombie I movies? I don't think so, but don't quote me on that. I don't she believe was, that she was. She but. was spooky in Lords yeah. of Salem. Oh, God. She Woo. yelled out Meg Foster. My mind immediately went to Meg... Uh, Meg Ryan? <laughs> no, no, no. no uh, Meg Griffin. Oh. <laughs> Meg! <laughs> 
<laughs> well, uh, that, uh, who who plays the the voice of Meg um, Meg Griffin? Oh, it's um, Is that Mil- Mil- Mila yeah, Kunis. Yeah, Mila Kunis. Yeah, didn't uh, the, it was the uh, it was that other girl with the really high voice from Party of Five for like the first two seasons? Fran though. Drescher? No, <laughs> no. Uh, Le- uh, Lacey Chabert. I don't know that I am familiar with her. Yes, you are. Okay, you are. <laughs> Take she, your word for it. <laughs> the only the only other movie I can think of that she's in right now is uh, that Lindsay Lohan movie. Um, uh, mean Girls. What? Yes. No. 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 What are you looking around no, at? No, no. Was there a weird sound? Yeah. Is George here? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't hear any sounds. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know. Who cares? No. Um, okay. So <clears throat> speaking of comics from before, though. Um, so we love Behind the Mask. It is. It's a, one of our favorite spoofy slasher horror movies of the last decade. Mockumentary. Mo- yeah. Would you it, put it in the mockumentary story? Yeah, I would. That, yeah. that movie has like seven different subgenre titles. Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Yeah, um, and we've been fans have been clamoring for a sequel ever since its release, mm-hmm. and it's been almost ten years. Uh, I think t- this year is actually the 10-year anniversary. Yeah, I think so. And uh, finally, we got news about what is coming next. And the idea for the script is now being turned into, I believe, an eight-issue comic series. Yeah. Um, I'm both happy and a little bit depressed by that. Why? I really wanted another movie. Yeah. I, he tried the crowdfunding, and it didn't It didn't go. He didn't get the funding for it. Right. Um, and he's doing. He's going a sim- similar route with this. There, there's an indie. Yeah, but Indiegogo- way cheaper. Well, yeah, this. of course, yeah, which is why they're doing it. They have a, a an Indiegogo Indiegogo campaign to finance the first three issues. Yeah. Um. um so yeah, it sucks. I really wanted a movie. Really, really wanted it. Yeah, but but like I, I said, like I said, I'm not. I've never been huge into comics, but this might be. I I think I'll you definitely pick, pick these ones up. I got some series for you to to read. To read. Uh, don't get me some started. My wife will disown me. All right, what else you got? <laughs> um, uh, um, so Good. more of you from me. <laughs> uh, Puppet Master, oh. the Littlest Reich. Have you heard anything about this? We talked about this in one of our very first episodes. Oh, did we really? Yes, we talked about how they were their the reboot was coming. So this is going on six months, five months. How long we've we been doing this now? Uh, yeah, since August. Yeah, or something. so yeah. so like this this goes back pretty far when we talked about this, and this is the first we've heard about it since then. Right. Uh, so Puppet Master, the Littlest Reich, will begin filming on March twenty seventh. Uh, it's from the producers of fourteen oh eight and the writer and producer of Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, so that so, that excites me. Yeah, fourteen oh eight. I liked it, but whatever. Bone Tomahawk. I see that name. I'm like in. Oh, I li- I liked fourteen oh eight a lot. But yeah, once you throw in Bone Tomahawk, it, good night. Yeah. Um, directed by Sonny Laguna and Tommy Wickland. Uh, the storyline for the Littlest Reich follows a recently divorced young man who discovers a mint condition blade doll in his deceased brother's closet and plans to sell the toy at a convention in Oregon, celebrating the thirtieth anniversary of the Im- infamous Toulon murders. Uh, as all uh, all hell breaks loose at the Postville Lodge during the auction, when a strange force animates all the various puppets throughout the convention as they go on a bloody killing spree. Sounds cool. It sounds like they're setting. Up <laughs> I like the fact that it's taking place at a convention. A convention. Yeah, yeah. I do too. I do too. Um, it sounds too. From what I was, I was reading a little bit more about it, it sounds as though they're trying to set up like a shared universe thing. Where they can have a bunch of movies intertwining into the same story. Like what else? Like Marvel or whatever, like like a whole like universe. Really? Yeah, and that's what it sounds like. I, Wait, I don't when you said me. like Marvel, you don't literally mean intertwining with Marvel, do you? No, 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 you no. Just, mean just like a, with a shared other, universe. Yeah, okay. So they can have a bunch of their own stories, but they all take place in the same universe. They're all connected. That'd be cool. Is what it sounds is what yeah. it sounds like. Um, 
Sweet. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, that's like I said, just just what I got from it. Um, what else we got here? Uh, so Fede Alvarez or Fede. We went through this last week. Fede Alvarez. I call him Fede. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's directing the next movie in the um, Dragon Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series. Yeah. Uh, and he is going to be directing Girl in the Spider's Web, which is the fourth book, I believe, in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it's going to be a reboot. It is not going to be a continuation of David Fincher's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movie. Um, which I don't quite understand. Did Fincher do all of the... Well, uh, there were the... Uh... Swedish ones for no, he had those? nothing to do with no, I, but he did the remakes. He did he only, do all three of the remakes? No, there's only one. There's only the girl with the dragon tattoo. They never did. They never did they the never other did two, two and three. Oh wow! They never did it. Yeah, I never uh, kept so, up on those movies. Uh, they're, they're great. I loved. I loved mm-hmm. those movies. Dark thrillers. Like loved them. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So Fede Alvarez, God, Fede Alvarez <laughs> is directing uh, the girl in the spider's web, and he's uh, uh, Rooney Mara and Daniel Craig are not return- returning. Mm-hmm. So they're going to recast them all. Uh, it's going to be a complete reboot of the series. <clears throat> uh, however, David Fincher is producing it. Okay. I just find that odd. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't continue the story that they started with. You know, like in that series, like, is it, it doesn't is, need a reboot. Is already. it the same character? Yeah. Huh. It, there doesn't need to be a reboot for this series already. Yeah. I don't understand why they're doing it. And uh, uh, Fede Alvarez took to Twitter, and his whole thing was, you know, a large chunk of a director's job is casting the right people for the role. So if I didn't recast the characters, I wouldn't be doing my job. That was his his defense on why they're doing it that way. Yeah, I guess, and, and I, I mean, he might have a completely different vision than yeah. Fincher. So, I, I mean, if he has a completely different vision, then he needs the actors that he thinks are going to do the right... I he's guess, probably going to get Jane Levy to do it. <laughs> which I'm okay with, because she's great. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I just, I guess uh, the first one wasn't broken. The first one was great. That remake... With Runa Mari and Daniel Craig was fantastic. I only saw the original, like the original yeah. one. The I have not Swedish seen the Swedish one. ones. Is it? Are they They're Swedish? Swedish. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, but the remake was great. So mm-hmm. it's like if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, you know. But well, whatever, we'll see. We'll I understand. See what I, I get it. Um, <clears throat> so the uh, the director of the new Suspiria remake, uh, he was kind of asked about. If he was going to kind of carry over some of the same tonal qualities of the original, uh, specifically in, like, you know, everybody knows Suspiria for its, like, popping colors. Yes. Like, primary colors, crazy, just, like, over-the-top kind of visuals. Yeah. Um, He said it's a film about guilt and motherhood. It has no primary colors in its color palette, unlike the original. It will be cold, evil, and really dark. I don't know. That leaves me kind of... I was kind of makes me nervous about it. I didn't want him to try and like recreate Dario Argento's uh, vision because you can't. But because you can't, and and also it would come across as really forced, you know. Sure. sure. But try. I don't know. Like uh, like Everything... try to try to tastefully inject some of that into it as as a you know as a callback to the original. It makes me nervous because it seems like the whole Hollywood trend right now is making things very dark and mm-hmm. void of color and cold, like right. the Conjuring movie. Which don't get me wrong; these movies aren't bad, but it's just like it's more of the same, you know. Like, give us something else, right? You know, but when you're and it's a little more acceptable, I think, with when you're dealing with original sure movies, sure. like the Conjuring and stuff like that. When you're dealing with something where the Sor- Duke is another one that's right. very void of color, exactly. Very but when you're dealing with something like uh, like it. You know, 
we we've been talking about uh, Pennywise's get up and it and like how it's just drab and gray yep. and it looks weird and Victorian and <laughs> yeah I know I'm 32 <laughs> years old and it's still happening shut up <laughs> and and, and now this um, when you're dealing with something where the source material isn't cold and dark yeah I I don't know like maybe you should maybe you should find a middle ground somewhere I yeah. I don't I don't know yeah well I, I I guess you just have to wait. You just have to wait to pass judgment. Yeah, no, that's fine, and I'll see it. I mean, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to see but, it for sure. Um, so, so this is news as much as it is a, a revelation. Apparently, the creator of the Leprechaun franchise almost started a new franchise called Vampricon. Vampricon. <laughs> <laughs> so my, so it's a vampire leprechaun. I guess. Okay. <laughs> That's that's it. There's no news around it. It's just that it almost <laughs> happened. I just find it funny. Vampricon. Vampricon. <laughs> Um, well, the last thing that I have, I think it's the last thing that I have. Hold on. Oh, I've got, I've got two more things, actually. Uh, Hit me with it. Well, this, this is kind of exciting for me because I'm a huge fan of Edgar Allan Poe and I, and I, I, all of, most of the Edgar Allan Poe adaptations that I've seen on film, I've enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, Akira, Akira Kurosawa. <laughs> I always have a hard time saying his name. Akira Kurosawa. Why the frick? <laughs> Akira Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa. <laughs> uh, he he um he was planning on adapting The Mask of the Red Death mm -hmm. uh, before his death back in 1998. Was it red? It, well, his was actually called The Mask of the Black Death. No, his death. Was uh, it red? I don't Did know. He have a red mask. On? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So uh, they've been sitting on this script of his for 20 years now, uh, since his death. Um, now apparently uh, a, a Chinese studio called, oh, I'm going to butcher this name probably, but Huayi Brothers and CFK Pictures are planning on making this film. Sweet. Um, they basically said he he had it and he was ready and he wanted to make it, so we're going to make it for him as, it, as like a tribute to him. So um, cool. I... I've always really loved this story, and I've seen it adapted in yep. in other places, um, namely one of the that uh, animated anthology that I watched a few months ago. Yes, and I thought it was really cool. So I don't know. I th I think it'll be cool. I'm excited for it. That's Very all I have cool. on that one. Very cool. Um, Fox is rebooting The Fly again. Yeah. Um, there's no <laughs> other information, but they're doing it. Yeah. I guess David Cronenberg tried to reboot it. A couple years back, and they wanted to do it, but it fell apart. He pitched it in. Um, they liked it. He pitched it in 2012. Something like is that. that what yeah. it said? I think it was something like that. Yeah, and yeah, and they and they were on board, and then know. just nothing ever came of it. Yeah. So, but um, now they're going to do really it again. I really hope that Jeff Goldblum is in it in some capacity if they get that far. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, like he's like, even as a passing by character, like, oh, don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> Bad news. <laughs> and then he walks away. <laughs> um, all right. My last thing is one of our uh, favorite new directors is a one Jennifer Kent. Mm. Jennifer Kent is finally doing her follow-up to The Babadook with a movie called The Nightingale. You mm -hmm. heard about this? A little bit, yeah. Uh, so here is the synopsis of this new movie. Uh, set in Tasmania in 1825, the Nightingale follows a 21-year-old Irish female convict who witnesses the brutal murder of her husband and baby by her soldier master and his cronies. Unable to find justice... Um, oh, crap. Where'd it go? Uh -huh. 
Oh, she takes she takes an Aboriginal 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 Aboriginal. There we go. Male <laughs> <Akira> tra- Kurosawa. <laughs> Aboriginal male tracker with her through the hellish wilderness to seek revenge on them. So it sounds like it's gonna be a brutal revenge tale set in the 1800s. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm guessing this one won't be so it, quite. It, it, is it gonna be genre really? I think it's probably gonna be more like a drama. Oh yeah, I and think. I think it'll be a, it'll be a drama with. It'll with, be very dark with though. Genre it'll it'll have her. <clears throat> kind of signature darkness to it'll it, be so. very much like bone tomahawk it's a western yeah. with genre elements yeah and so. the fact yeah the fact that it's a period piece i'm excited because yep. she did she did dark so well in the babadook to take it back to the 1800s and that's did you say 1800s yep 1825 yeah to take it back to the 1800s and see like a period piece with her dark look i think it'll yeah. be awesome yeah, i think it'll work out good all right that's all i got <clears throat> um i just i I didn't write really any information down about it, so I don't have too much about it. I just wanted to see if you saw the uh, the design that Tom Savini made yes. for the new Friday the 13th yeah, I don't game. Like it. I don't like it. You don't like it? I don't like it. Really? No. Oh, I thought it was pretty cool. It, it looks like... it looks it's like a, It's a Jason Goes to Hell uh, character. Oh, wait, you're talking... Wait. Are you talking about the black one? Yeah. Like, he's all black? Because Jason... Because that one was unmasked as well. They just there was a news thing that said that you see the Jason goes to hell version of Jason unmasked for the first time, and he's like just a skull with like weird like bits of flesh on him and stuff. That he was like a dead man in that one. I thought I thought his was the one where it was all black and his eyes were on fire and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it reminds me of Kane, the wrestler. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's got like these, these stripes down his. Uh... That's a good time to open your John Cena box again. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it reminds me a lot of that, though. But it, it also looks it looks like and and I apologize for saying this. Cause I know it's going to be offensive, <clears throat> but it looks like an an aging guy's take on what he thinks is cool, <laughs> and it doesn't look as cool as his original ideas. Like that is offensive. It looks it looks <laughs> it looks forced though. It like it looks like oh this is gonna be cool. He's gonna have flaming eyes and he's all black and he's whereas the his original ideas were actually creative. I don't know. This one well, seems a little. I, I don't know. I get where you're coming. It from. seems a bit wonky to me. I get where you come from. It's a bit wonky. It's got like spikes on his shoulders. Like, like why? It's come like on. Jason went to hell and became a demon and now he's back and he uh, he looks like a badass. I know, but it just, it looks, it just looks very, it's the equivalent of the guy that owns, owns like a, 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 a really like douchey hot rod and he just put flames all over it. You know what? <laughs> like, I, that's what it reminds me of. You know, it's like are the you, hot rod could look really cool. Are you making fun of my dad? No, because your dad did it tastefully. Son of a bitch. Your dad did it tastefully. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like the mask with the flames and the scratches. I think that's really cool on any eyes. As far as the lava on the chest and the spikes sticking out, it, remi- it reminds me of the Bulls wrestlers that had the spikes sticking oh, out. Oh, Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom, yeah. yeah. And the chain, I think that's a little bit too much. If The chain, it looks like, duh, we're trying to make this scary. It reminds me of a haunted house. Yes, yes. Um, if they took or, the chain and the spikes off and just had the black jacket, Carhartt, or, the, or jumpsuit, whatever, with the mask, that would be some scary shit. You know what else reminds you? Have you ever played video games where you can design your own character? Yeah. And they give you like a ton of options that you don't need them, but they're there, so you use them? Yeah. That's what that looks like. I, this looks like the Jason that I would create in a creative character in like the Friday the 13th video game. Right. That's so, what it looks like to me. So I, I'm looking at the picture that you guys were looking at yeah. that one, but then if you look at this next one, where it's just like his silhouette in the in the woods, and sure. he's got the flaming eyes. That doesn't look bad. That I, looks pretty bad. That looks badass. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. yeah. But like the close up though, I don't know. It's just too much to me. It's a, it's a, it's just like I get it. It's not scary. It's it's 
cartoony and you it's just, over the top. And you just wait until he's wow. murdering you in the game, and then you'll think it's scary. I hope this game's good. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. They've dude. been. Are you they've been. Me? They've been. I'm nervous about it because they've been they've been hyping it for so long now, and we've seen so much from it. I'm afraid that we're gonna actually get our hands on it, and it's like it's gonna look really cool, but it's not gonna play well, or it's or it's gonna get old, or well, I, they, I don't know. Man. They released a beta um, a few months back, uh-huh. and from everything that I heard of people playing it, playing through it, like people were really digging it and a beta you know obviously that's going to have flaws and since then they've put all kinds of new ways of like dispatching people into it instead so it's going to be cool it it looks good i get nervous when they show too much of something though you know i'm saying like it's almost like they're they're hyping you up because they know there's some flaws with it like movies movies do that a lot a lot of games do that like i'm just i've been i've I've been keeping up with it on twitter cautiously optimistic i've been keeping up with it on twitter with uh um wes keltner who's one of the uh the creators sure they really seem like they're putting like a lot of tlc into it like they're really really going through and fine-tuning everything i think i think they're trying to make it as perfect as possible Good. you know so i, I and, I, and i hope that it is i've got high hopes so cool. anyway that's all i've got that's, that's all that I got. was the news Boom! that was the news Here. and it was jim's birthday dun, 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 dun. wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, so let's talk about what we watched this week. Oh, shall we? Shall we? Uh, actually, we're going to talk about uh, a movie that we talked a little bit about last week in the Tofu uh, called Triangle. Mm. And, uh, oh, uh, actually, uh, our buddy Future Mike just showed up. He needs to tell us something. Uh, future Me's here? Yeah. I hey, love Future uh, Me. What do you got for us, Future Mike? Oh, hey, guys. Uh, God, time travel, weird thing. So if you don't want to hear anything about the spoilers that we're going to give for Triangle coming up, skip ahead to 4439, and we got you covered. All right? See ya. Oh, cool. Thanks, buddy. All right. Dude, well, I, so, I, I sound so good no, from the future. No, you sound like an idiot. <laughs> uh, future James just called me and confirmed that you are an idiot in the right. future. So if you're still listening to this, though, your own fault. Right. Because this is not the kind of movie you want spoilers for. Right. Even though if you listen to last week's episode, we probably gave stuff away. Well, yeah. But And also, Jay, if you don't want to hear spoilers for this, leave the room immediately. So anyway, Triangle from 2009. Yes. Uh, the reason we're doing this again is because I re- I didn't remember a ton about it, and Mike had some questions, which led me to having some questions. So I rewatched it, and now we're going to talk a little bit about it. So it's uh, 2009, directed by Christopher Smith, mm-hmm. brilliantly written by Christopher Smith. This movie is fucking amazing, by it's, the way. Yeah, it's it on so many levels too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not just. <clears throat> It's not just a good thriller. It's not just a good genre flick. It's not just a good mystery. It's not. It's it's a good everything. Yeah. Like he kills it in every single part of this movie. Literally, he kills it in every single part. Multiple times. Whoa. <laughs> uh, okay. So here we go. So to address the question, first of all, to address the question that you had from last week, Mike. Mike. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Pay attention to me. It's my birthday. Uh, to address the question that you had from last week, you said, you said um, at the end of the movie, she is standing there outside of the car wreck, looking at the car wreck. Yes. But you also see her dead body. Yes. That's what where I was did confused that copy about. Where, come yeah, from? Where did that replica? Come well, from? If, did you did you notice that when uh, there when the the shot is panning across the scene of the accident, mm-hmm. that she the body on the ground is actually wearing a sundress? I did not notice that. 
that was the body from the duffel bag that, that she killed that was in the trunk so the one that was driving got out of the car. So okay, so she Which how nobody noticed that I don't Well, I, don't I mean, know. if you have an accident, if she if she wasn't hurt right off the bat, she could get out of the car and walk away before people started to crowd around. I mean, it was a pretty horrific accident. Sure. <laughs> but still, so that's where she came from. Okay, I guess that makes sense. And so she sees what happened. She's like, I can't <clears> believe this shit just happened. I guess I have to do the whole thing over again so that I can try to change this. Well, what's interesting, I there's so much stuff that I didn't pick up on uh, the first time that I watched this movie, mm-hmm. so she's standing there looking at the accident, and then the cab driver comes up behind her, and when he says, he, you know, he says like, "Oh, there's no way to save the boy now," blah blah blah, and then he says, "Do you need a ride?" You notice that it's getting darker the whole time, even though it's like eight thirty in the morning. I did not. It's getting darker, and his face is getting darker, and his eye sockets are get like he just kind of huh. he. So what I picked up from this. And and if you like this whole movie is the story of Sisyphus. The uh and they even address it in the movie. They make it very literal. Like the name of the boat or whatever? No, the name of the boat is Aeolus, who okay. was the father of Sisyphus. Oh, okay. Sisyphus okay. I in, knew that there was a correlation there. Sisyphus in Greek mythology made a um made a promise to uh uh Sharon. I think that's how you say his My name. My Sharon. My Sharon. <laughs> and Sharon was the uh, the person who ferried the dead across the river, like the river Styx or whatever. I don't know if that's what it was called, but yeah. it ferried the dead back and forth to the netherworld. Okay. Sisyphus made a, a promise to Sharon, but then didn't keep that promise. And so as a result, he was doomed to spend the rest of his life pushing a rock uphill. And it never ended. And so, so yeah. this this story is literally the story of Sisyphus. Like she, because he was he was the cab driver was Sharon, and when he drives her to the harbor, he she goes to get out of the cab, and he says, "I'm going to leave the meter running." And then he goes, "You will come back, won't you?" And she says, "Yes, I promise." But then she never comes back. So then she's doomed to relive this horrible thing for the rest of her Damn, life. This movie makes so much more sense. If you could see me right now, I have a giant <laughs> smile on my face. It's making so much sense. Yeah, it really is. Like, like that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And and she's punished because she's a shitty fucking mother. Well, here's another thing I picked up on. <clears throat> it seems pretty innocuous in in the context of the movie, but yeah. once I got to really thinking about it. There's a scene when she first gets on the boat with the rest of the people and she's talking to Jack, I think his name was, and he asks how everything's going at home with Tommy, which is her son. Sure. And she says every day is the same, and she says, uh, Tommy likes things a certain way. If I do one thing differently, I lose him. And it oh, se- like I said, it seems pretty innocuous oh, in that context, <laughs> but she literally, like, she realizes that if she does one thing differently in the context of the time loop, she ends up losing and, him. Oh my God. Literally, so like sense. he dies. And you don't, the, the thing about that though is in the context of the movie though, and looking at them from a character standpoint, is that she has an autistic son. Right. And, and, and knowing people with autistic children, if you do something different, it throws off their whole day. Yeah. So when you hear that, you think that's what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. You. Oh my God, my mind is blowing right yeah. now. Not something weird but, but it's blowing nonetheless isn't that crazy yeah no like i never every, thought like, about that like every oh my God. like almost every little 
piece of this movie means something else when That's you really insane. start I to, re- to dig deeper. I feel like I need to rewatch. rewatch I want to rewatch it again with you. I want to rewatch it with Aaron because I was telling her about it earlier yeah. today, and I think she'd be really into it. I'm way and, into it. And I, I watched this back in 2011, so it didn't hit me quite as hard. Like there's, uh, you know, it's it hit me way harder this time around uh, for um, for tons of different reasons. And uh, I don't know, like I just, it's, it's just such a good movie. Um, also, one more thing, one more thing. Uh, did you notice that when they go into the room, there's a there's a scene where which which room? There's a scene where. She's now got the jumpsuit on, but she took her mask off. Yes. And uh, uh, um, Downey and the other girl, I can't remember her name, were following her. Okay. And she takes them into that room, and then she ends up stabbing them. Yes. Did you notice the number of the room that they went into? Uh, Call back to The Shining. 237, maybe. 237. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this movie yeah, too yeah, much because yeah, we could. This could get boring if we. If we could. We, we could literally on go on forever about this, but uh, that's it. Yeah. We should do a sideshow on YouTube or something like that, where we take a specific movie and just break it down. We can do that instead of doing this. Yeah. And we're back. Thanks to our buddy Future Mike for uh, giving everybody the heads up. He is. He is a sexy, sexy. He man. is very sexy. <laughs> All right. That, so, that voice. did you watch anything else this week? <laughs> I did. I watched. Uh, I watched a flick called Blood Creek from Blood 2009. Creek. Uh, this is directed by Joel Schumacher. Joel Batman and Robin Schumacher. <laughs> uh, and it is starring Michael Fassbender, Henry Cavill, and Dominic Purcell. Dominic Pur- Purcell, if you don't know him, because I'm assuming you know the rest of the guys. Uh, he was in uh, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. And then he was in Mike Mendez's Grave Dancers. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, uh, so this movie... It has everything that I love, okay? It's got zombies. It's got the occult. It's got satanic things it's got nazis it's got like 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 weird did you say everything that i love and then said nazis <laughs> well nazi movies like i love ridiculous uh-huh. shut yeah, up yeah. shut up blonde um, hair blue eyes we get it uh, yeah, but don't fight it <laughs> all right anyway go ahead. trump for president oh, um <laughs> sorry we're not going there um no no uh, the point is though this movie like, i love occultism and i love you know weird spiritual type movies to deal with that kind of stuff uh not that this movie's spiritual but this movie should have been everything that i loved and it just wasn't mm-hmm. this movie's a mess it's an absolute clusterfuck of ideas um and it, and it moves usually my my big complaint um with movies is that they move too slow yeah this movie mo- moves way too fast really it starts off in like like it's a period piece, like World War Two times or before World War Two broke out. You know when Nazi Germany is at its rise still. Yeah. And Michael Fassbender plays this Nazi like occultist that comes to um, comes to America and is looking to do something or whatever. Um, no, they're, they're <laughs> looking to do something or whatever. Fuck, to do I don't something. know. <laughs> no, uh, this family, this family found an old rune on their farm, mm-hmm. and it's like this old Nazi or old occult rune yeah. that he's trying to study. But it gives him this power of immortality, and it's like this really weird thing. Um, but it goes through it so fast that you don't have a chance to catch your breath, mm-hmm. and so that happens, and then suddenly you're thrust into the present time, and everything's happening so fast, and it's boom, 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 boom. But you really don't know what the story is until like an 
over an hour into the movie. Oh, wow. And that's when they finally stop all the action and they explain what's going on. It's like, holy shit. It's like a barrage of stuff that just hits you. It's like action, 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 action. Bad guy, bad guy, fighting, fighting, fighting. Break. So this is what it's all so about. So it's kind of backwards in, in like yeah, it's, from the normal formula for this type of movie? A little bit, a little bit. It might not be as bad as I'm making it sound, but it's definitely jarring in the sense that it's like it's so much so quick and nothing's ever fleshed out. Mm-hmm. It, what it what it actually seems like is that it was edited down from something that was a lot longer. Yeah. And, and it suffered for that if that was the case. It really, really did. Um, you don't really get uh, any real backstories to any of the characters. You get like like some, but it's nothing that's really satisfactory. Um, what about this spooky dude with the scar? I'm, I'm looking at the case right yeah, now, actually, yeah. because Mike brought it for me to watch. Well, that is Michael Fassbender. The that's guy the, with all the scars yes, on his head? Yeah, so oh. so you fast forward like 50 or 60 years, whatever math. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, 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 <laughs> and so the Nazi dude has stayed on the farm. And he has a little bit of spoilers here, but he basically has put like a time halt on the family. Hmm. And so nobody in the family ages. Everybody in the family is the same age in the future as they were when he first showed up. Really? And he survives by like feeding on the blood of people. So it's sort of vampiric in a sense too. Like it's it's a clusterfuck Like he's feeding on the family? No. Well, he started on that. And then they started getting like travelers and they would kidnap them and string them up in like a barn. Oh, uh, or like a storage unit, and they would feed them to him, basically. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. It's a clusterfuck of ideas, and, I, and it, it it should have been a lot better, but it is Joel Schumacher. <laughs> well, I'm, he lo- does, well, I have I'm a looking knack forward for, to checking it out. <laughs> he does have a knack for screwing up franchises and other movies, so I guess I shouldn't have expected too much. Um, it was it, it was a Hollywood attempt at doing like a limited budget horror film. Yeah, it would be like if. Um, it was a big a big director that has done horror in the past. Um, it was like if Brett Ratner he didn't do horror necessarily, but if they if Brett Ratner did the Babadook, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? How it would be all Hollywoodized sort of, yet trying to be that same movie. You mean basically like all of the Hollywood remakes that have come out in the last few years? S- sort of, yeah. I don't know. I, I if I had to rate it out of ten, four. Oh. Ooh. Well, this makes my job Honestly, easier for, for this yeah. makes my job easier for it's, horror. It, Amino, now I won't have to. I, I wanted to like it, and it's call just, you for your it's rating. It's got a lot of problems. Yeah. So well, if you're interested in seeing it, I can tell you, it's curiosity. Maybe watch it, but it's not. It's not anything that you should be rushing out to. Well, let's stop talking about it then. Oh, oh, good call. And get into the tofu. Oh, we that. Killer tofu. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about birthdays. More specifically, why are we talking birthday. about birthdays today? Why are we talking? Because it's Jim's birthday. Yeah. Uh, well, not I, today. It is when you're listening to it. When you're yeah. So, so happy birthday, uh, Jim. Huh? Happy birthday, Jim. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> this this week we this week we watched some uh, some birthday themed horror movies. Which there's 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 enough of them, but there's not a lot of them. There's uh yeah I mean there's enough to make a decent show. Usually we talk about like nine movies, sure, which is probably too many. Probably. So now we're gonna talk <laughs> about like four or five. I don't know. Uh, why don't we start with one that we both watched? Which one? Wait, or do you want to leave that one for last because we know. both really liked it? Happy birthday. Oh, I thought you were talking about another amphibious movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> which one do you uh? Well, Talk about happy birthday. Okay. Uh, directed by Casey Tebow. 
in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's a new movie. Uh, Casey Tebow. Obviously, being that it was from 2016. Uh, Casey Tebow started his career by doing live videos. He did live events mm-hmm. uh, for uh, TV and live uh, music. More specifically, he toured with Aerosmith, and he was Aerosmith's live coordinator, basically. One Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Smithy. Um, you may have heard of them. He actually, yeah, he toured with them for a long time, yeah, right? Like I said, he did their live show. He right. he added he like like live at like live edited their show for the stage and whatnot. Um, the reason that we bring that up is because this movie starred Steven Tyler. Indeed. Well, star he was in a supporting role, but yeah. <laughs> let's be honest, he starred in it. The the role from was Aerosmith. the role was pretty yeah from Arrow yeah. from Aerosmith. It's like smoke on a water. <laughs> And uh, smells like a Tina spirit. And um, uh, and uh, eight days a week. <laughs> and, you know, just, just those classic Aerosmith songs. Baby got back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, this movie is about um, two friends who embark on a journey to Mexicali for a birthday celebration. They soon realize their psychedelic shenanigans have taken a turn for the worse. Oh, and they did. They did indeed. Oh, they did. The thing about this movie is, um, uh, is it no a, spoilers? No spoilers. Is it a spoiler to say that there's a twist? What a twist! What a twist! Uh, yeah, there there is a twist. There is, do not say any more than that though, because this movie lives in the fact that you don't know the twist. Well, here's the thing: I picked up on the twist about four minutes as into the movie. I, as did I. It's, they don't hide. Well, well, they don't, you, well, you did because I asked you. <laughs> but they don't. But the thing is, they don't really bury the lead. So if you're paying attention, you're gonna absolutely pick up on it. Right. It's not so hidden that your average viewer might not actually pick up on it. You have to. You know? Yeah, you have to. You have to pay attention to the details to pick up. But we did pick up on it really we did, fast. Yeah. Didn't make it any less enjoyable. Oh, it was a great movie. It was almost kind of like the fact that we knew the twist made it more fun because we kind of hypothesized as we went along we were movie talkers during this movie yeah, which is yeah. generally annoying but when we do it it's not so well, <laughs> um, uh, so, so the the rest of the cast is uh, Vanessa Lengies is that how you say her yes. name or Lengies yep. she was from uh, the movie Waiting she was, she was that's the, how I know her yeah, best she was the greeter yeah. that uh, Ryan Reynolds was constantly hitting on yeah he was uh, waiting for her to turn 18 so yes. he could bang her <laughs> yes that's actually what that whole movie was about um <laughs> Um, so to give her a quick overview, the the, the summary oh, that you that's gave, it, that's, yeah, okay, yeah, that's, the summary that's, that that's you, the entire cast, just her. That's it. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. The summary that you gave though is a little bit vague. Um, these two friends, they go to Mexico and they're trying to have a good birthday celebration, and they they end. Up, this isn't a spoiler. They end up getting kidnapped, and it's they, they it's their it's their journey of this whole kidnapping thing and and what happens. That is kind of a spoiler. Not yeah. really. Not really. Well, like, yes and no. Okay. But there's there's these two girls that are are their captors and and yada yada. I bring that up. No no no. I bring that up because there's there's stuff I want to talk about after this. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say though. Those were big spoilers. Well, <laughs> not the biggest ones of the movie though. All right. So what did you want to talk about then? No, I was gonna say is uh, continue with the cast. Oh okay. Um, uh, Eric Palladino <laughs> played the Texican. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Bush played Brady, which uh, he's got a very recognizable face. But you can't place him. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. I and looked I, him up, but I still couldn't place him. I actually can't I remember. I, I actually can't remember the rest of what he did. Yeah, it, it, it's a bunch of people who you know their faces, but you don't really know their names. And then Steven Tyler, for some damn reason, Steven Tyler plays a like a shaman. It's uh, perfect. Named, He's perfectly cast. Named Casape <laughs> Suka, 
Yeah, it's 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 basically like they wrote it to be Steven Tyler's actual personality, just talking about some really weird shit. Is it really weird though? Because as a shaman, he recommends them drugs, and I'm sure these are all drugs that Steven Tyler took at, at <laughs> oh, some yeah. point in his life. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't have to do any research for this role because he's done ah, every single ah, one of these drugs. Oh, at peyote some point. armor, peyote. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, so these guys get messed up in, in Mexicali, and they're having a good time, and then things go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. And then there's a you can't really say too much about it. Like they're sure. they're tortured and they're and they're uh, they're held captive. There's uh, attempted escapes and whatnot. Maybe a little bit of romance. Who knows? Ooh. But uh, it's it's it was a fun movie to watch. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I actually I really enjoyed it too. I think that the um the way that it, it's funny when we when we when the movie ended we we had this sense of oh they they didn't really bury the lead and if you're actually paying attention you can figure it out and this and that and blah 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 but it's kind of genius because they i feel as if they intentionally didn't bury it because it's supposed to be exactly what it is like the reason that you as a viewer are picking up on certain things is because the people in the movie are, are, are not hiding it well because the characters are not meant to hide it well. That's all, that's all I can say without giving anything away. I'm going to ask Jay, was that really confusing? <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I think that I think if you haven't seen the movie, what Mike just said sounded like word salad. Yeah, so watch the, watch the movie. <laughs> because that sounded confusing as hell. You'll get what I'm saying if you watch the movie. So, uh, did you know uh, uh, Alexa Vega, who you would know from, uh, from... This is why I wanted to bring up the girls. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so yeah. Alexa Vega from uh, Repo. Repo. Repo the Genetic Opera, you, which is awesome, by the way. never seen Repo the Genetic Opera, we are doing a musical episode oh, at some sure. point in time, and we will talk heavily about this. Extensively. It's my favorite horror musical of all time. Yeah. So... Horror musical. That just sounds like such a weird thing, but it's awesome. <laughs> One last thing on that. Uh, yeah. Tristan Mays. Yeah, she's the other girl. Yeah. I, yep. she, she was in Gullah Gullah Island. What? <laughs> <laughs> she was uh, Shayna, like the main little girl. Binya, no Binya, Bollywog. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you know that. <laughs> how you, how you, I never watched Gullah Gullah Island. You don't know what Gullah Gullah Island is? I know is? what it is. I just don't think I ever watched it that much. Oh, you didn't know the Binya, Binya, Pollywog thing? I, I guess know that, I, 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 guess we, I guess we were just cooler than you as I kids. Guess so. <laughs> I, there's just always this one scene that sticks out from that. They go to the barber shop and they love to get my hair cut. Yes, I do. Love to get my hair cut. Yes, I do. Love to get my hair cut. Oh, you know it's true. Yes, you like to get your hair cut too. And that's it's every time I get my hair cut, I sing it. That's <laughs> beautiful, Jay. That's beautiful. more than I would ever remember. The only thing I remembered was the polywog thing. So, anyway, getting back to what I was saying. <laughs> um, Alexa Vega from Repo, the genetic opera, was originally supposed to play Katie. Yes. Who was uh, um, um, Vanessa Len- Lengies. Lengies, yep. Uh, Lengies. Lengies. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so they actually, like, this production was put on hold for a, a year. Five of those, five months out of that year, it was put on hold specifically for her. Yep. So she because because she could, she wanted to do another project. And then, like three weeks before they were going to supposed to go into production, she emailed um, Casey Tebow and said that she couldn't do the movie for religious reasons. Sounds like a bunch of BS to me. It sounds really weird considering yeah. the other work that she's done. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't really see this as being 
uh, any, any different than she had like a a, a a really like born again Christian type thing maybe. that happened and it came out of nowhere. I don't really know she, what she been doing lately. Like, do you know if she's been doing any work lately? I, I honestly don't know. I'm sure she is working. Yeah, I'm sure she is. I I don't know what it is though. Yeah, so that's kind of weird. <laughs> I think so. In in the movie, there was uh, um. One of the things that's done throughout. Oh yeah, the- sorry. She does. Uh, she does the Tomorrow People, that CW show. She's the on tomorrow that. Tomorrow People. It's like a. It's like a weird future. She did at least. I think it's canceled now, but she was doing it though. It was, was, a, it? It was a, a popular CW show. Oh. I never watched it. It's like. Yeah. It's like I, don't, I, I. I honestly, I didn't watch it, so I really can't even begin to describe what it is. Right on. Well, one of the things we're, we're just full of information. Today. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that they do throughout the movie is. Uh, there's a, a a song that keeps they keep playing on on the radio and it's just it's an obnoxious like electronic music like EDM yeah. song and the guy and it's like almost like they're torturing him with this stupid song and that was where this entire film like where the entire idea for this film came from Oh really? Well uh <clears throat> uh Tebow and his and his wife and his kids were snowed in one time and the only thing that they had to listen to was a Kid Rock CD, <laughs> and he and he said, "This is my idea of hell. Like all I can listen to is a Kid Rock CD." So that's that's what stemmed this entire movie. Like just this idea of being stuck in one place and hearing one song on repeat over and over, which they actually do that. I like I've I've heard in places. <laughs> my name is Kid. Stop it! Stop it right now. No, uh, I, I, they, they actually do that though. They torture people by playing. Oh sure. I don't see like that wouldn't be effective on me. Well, I mean, you could play the worst song ever I, over and over, and it would we, never annoy me. We were at a uh, Blake's uh, cider mill or their winery anyway, the cider house and winery. Yeah. Um, which, if you guys are listening, we recently drank some of their uh, fine for the witch cidre, fine hard cidre, and um, they at the end of the night, like the last half hour before they were closing, the same song was on loop, over and over. And it was just like 80s pop. And I was like, yes, I'm <laughs> singing at the top of my lungs. I love this place. By the end, and were you? I was just singing oh, my just heart out. you loved it the whole time? <laughs> I was like, and, I, and we were debating if that was their like thing to like start getting people to Like driving to, people to leave, you know? <laughs> like, And you're like, I'm partying all night. Well, we tried to clear out. We tried to clear out bars like that. Sometimes they have the electronic jukeboxes, and uh, there's a song by Jimmy Eat World that is 28 minutes long, and like the last, the <laughs> Good, last goodbye like, Sky Harbor. Yeah, right? the last like nine or ten minutes or so. Or I'm sorry, the first. No, the last 20. If it's 28 minutes long, I would say the last like 23, 24 minutes of the song is the same electronic loop over well, and it's, over. It's just the same guitar part. Yeah, just over looped, and over just and looped. over. We and were we were shooting pool one night at the uh, the <laughs> uh, the LimeWire, right? Yep. yep. At the LimeWire, and he put he put like five dollars in the jukebox, and just I repeated it like four times and put <laughs> "Goodbye Sky Harbor" on as many times as he possibly could. <laughs> and this big dude at the bar finally gets up. And he's like, if I hear this fucking song one more time, I'm gonna go fucking crazy. We're like, oh shit. And we're like, mission accomplished. <laughs> See, we did that too. I think we, it was all of we us. We didn't take credit for it because he was gigantic. Well, sure, and we're like, sure. yeah, and like let's just. I've done it there, and I've done it at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. I did we, it. We, we did it. I think yep. I gave you Slap some money. Dicks. 
I thought I gave you a five to put on. It, it, after midnight, the slapsticks was a great like bar, but like kind of a rough crowd came in there after like a certain hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, we put on like a rhinestone cowboy on five dollars <laughs> worth. And I thought it was with I thought I had you do it or something like that. And Maybe. like after the third time it started playing, someone walks over and just some plugs the two backs. <laughs> I'm surprised that nobody did that when we did the Goodbye Sky Har- Sky Harbor well, thing because it was like an hour and a half straight yeah, of that song. The nice thing about that song is though is that you can you can sort of get lost in it and not realize how long it's been on. Uh, you can if you're like us and you're like fans of that kind of music. Yeah. But if you're uh, I don't know what kind of music he listened to but i'm i can almost guarantee it wasn't jimmy Eat world moral of the story if you're ever somewhere and they have electronic jukeboxes with the internet hooked up play goodbye sky harbor by jimmy Eat world <laughs> 10 times and you'll be the life of the party <laughs> uh, uh whoa that was quite a tangent let's yeah, talk about yeah, yeah. another movie all right what do you got uh, why don't you go for Okay, something? how about bloody birthday bloody birthday bloody okay. birthday i just finished watching this a few hours before we came here tonight I watched it last night, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. What'd you I, think? Yeah, it was. I, I feel bad for the kids that were in this movie because those kids probably grew up really fucked up after Ooh. acting in this movie. Why? Because child actors that do that kind of crazy shit, they don't exactly <clears throat> usually go on to live normal lives. I was I was gonna say that they they kind of like in, in a lot of these movies, like in uh, in The Shining, um, the kid that played Danny Torrance uh-huh. never knew it was a horror movie. Yeah, like they they had ways of filming the. In this movie, though, there's no way to get yeah, around there's, it. Yeah, there's like a they're kid legitimately holding gun guns yeah. and shooting people in the head and stuff. Like it's well, crazy. Did you notice that? Uh, well, let's give it. Let's, I, let's run down the synopsis of this movie before we start talking about okay. it, so the people know what we're talking about. All right, uh, um, three children were born to the three children were born to the high of a total eclipse of the sun. Ten years later, they begin to gruesomely kill people around them, even their family members. Yes. So it's just, it's, it's basically just about three little crazy, psychos, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just going on a killing spree. And they're pretty, it's weird because they're, they're like these brutal little sons of bitches, but they're also still very childlike. The girl was the worst. Like that girl was great because you could almost see like, she looks evil. Like she looks like a sadistic little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> The, like, the I, thing, I feel bad saying that about a child, but she really does give off that aura of just like, screw this girl. Like she's got Satan running through her veins. The thing like, I was gonna say about the cast did, did that little girl look familiar to you at all? She looked like Denise Richards. Mm, she did. No. Yes. Yes, she does. I was no. Uh, <laughs> she she does. She know. looks like little girl version that. of that. No, she she was in another movie that we watched recently. Which is? Uh, she was the little the. the she was the little girl from the beginning of Hospital Massacre. No kidding. Which was filmed in the same year. So in the same year, she played a psycho little murderer. Yeah. And then she also played a little girl who watched her best friend get hung on a coat rack. Is this little girl like in jail now? Or she, I'm sure she's doing something weird with her life. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I did, But I, I was watching the movie. I was like, man, she looks so familiar. I thought like... She was maybe like a, a well-known actress from nowadays, mm-hmm. um, but then I looked her up and I was like, "Oh, hospital I think that's massacre." Why, that's why my mind went to, uh, to Denise Richards, though. She does look like her. Look, look, like, like, look at the girl. Maybe not now, but look at the girl later and look at Denise Richards. They have a lot of like facial similarities. Like she just looks like her. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't pick I don't up know. on I, that at all. I just kept seeing it throughout <laughs> the entire movie. Um, uh, but um, uh, where were we at? 
uh, we were talking about this movie. Yes. <laughs> so so anyway, as they, as they draw nearer to their 10th birthday, uh, these kids just become more and more violent. Like they, uh, it's they're not siblings. They're three three kids from three different families, but they were all born on the same night during a, a total eclipse, a total eclipse of the sun. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and um, so they they just they start getting super violent. There's some pretty it's, well, it, there's the... some pretty disturbing stuff. Like uh, just because they're they're so they're filled with so much glee as they do these terrible things. Yeah. And uh, and it creeps me out. The the main kid Curtis, the one who was kind of the like he was the nerdy yes. ringleader. Yep. yep. He looked so much like Corey Haim. I would say that she was more the ringleader than he was. She was like the the master and commander of the, of the three kids. Really? Oh yeah, she was one that was calling them to get over here and do this. And then she would do it with she would kill without them and then like she was always instigating everything. They were following her. Mm. I, I was also in my in my opinion. I was also watching this on the left side of my computer screen while I was taking notes on the right side of my computer screen, so maybe I didn't pick up on that so much. Yeah, no, to me at least though because, because uh, not, I don't know. I'm not gonna give spoilers or anything like that. But like, this movie does not end in a very happy way. This movie ends with very little explanation. Mm-hmm. They, they explain a little bit in the, earlier in the movie. But what do like, you mean with very little explanation? Like, it, uh, explanation to the characters in the movies, though. It's like, no one has this aha moment of why the kids are doing this. Oh, it just happens, and then it ends. Well, it's like we we know. It's creepy. We know as the audience yeah. because. Uh, well, no, no, no. They they did because the uh, um. Crap! I didn't write down any of the character names, but there's the 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 sister Timmy. Sure. And then his sister, uh, red, I can't remember. Red, red shirt. No, no, no. The like the main the main girl. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I, she's yeah. she's like she's re- th- this whole thing boils down to astrology, which is yes. kind of funny because astrology is a so during the is eclipse, a made up thing that Saturn, means nothing. But <laughs> during the eclipse, though, like Saturn was cut off, and Saturn is where you get your emotions from. And because they were born during the eclipse, they were basically born without any emotions. They were well, they were born without a conscience. Yeah, basically. basically. So, um, so that I mean that does give an explanation. But, but the they, characters they don't realize know it, the they characters realize that don't know it, though. they real those two people realize it and we realize it but really nobody else understands why yeah. these kids are evil which is kind of i mean that's how that's how it is in real life sure there are there are like children criminals which it's always freaky to watch like those documentaries about kids who do terrible things because some of them just look downright evil. Oh, and sure. You have no idea why, and they don't tell you why they did well, the things that they did. They're just evil. I guess my point is, though, a lot of movies like this, though, by the by the end of the the movie, they like to wrap it in a nice little bow, and they give you your ex- explanation. All the characters figure it out by the end, and this right. movie didn't do that. It I love, like, I like, love the ended, ending. It ended. Some of the kids are in custody. Some of the kids aren't. Like, it, there's really no happy ending to it. It's just that they were sort of caught i don't know it's weird i love the ending by the way yeah because the the two i guess i guess this kind of this kind of uh speaks to what you were saying about her being the ringleader she ends up not being caught getting away essentially right the other two boys are in police custody by the end and uh and then smiling out at the families of the people they kill and then and then the very end you know she's basically on the lam with her mom Mm -hmm. her mom knows she's a terrible horrible little girl but she's got hopes that she can change her or something and then you know and then the end happens where you you know there's a 
bit of a revelation right at the very end that like shows you um, that there is no hope. I could be give spoilers for one thing, or a, a warning about spoilers for one movie earlier, and <laughs> now we're kind of giving everything Well, away. It's, it's a little bit different when we're talking about a movie that was made in the last uh, seven or eight years as compared to something That's that true. was made That's 30 true. years ago. That's true. 30, That's true. Four, almost 40 years ago. Oh, um, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you cakewalk your ass to the cooler and get me another beer? Hey-o. <laughs> Dago. I got puns, baby. No, that's not, uh, I don't think that's a pun. Oh. It's just a bad joke. Oh, yeah, those two. <laughs> I got those, I got those for days. Um, did you, why are all the kids in this movie like weirdo voyeur creeps? Like, all three of these kids have very voyeuristic tendencies. They do, they do. Now, let me ask you a question, though. How old these kids were? Ten. Ten? Yeah. If you were ten years old, mm-hmm. and somebody said, hey, come over to my closet, there's a hole in it, and you can see a naked lady. Are you telling me you wouldn't look through that hole? Well, yeah, the ten-year-old me, there's definitely a possibility. My point is this. But is she, it, are they but, really that creepy, or are they just being ten-year-old boys? Uh, but the little girl watches her sister pretty often. But she's also the creepy ringleader of the group, too, though. She's more fucked up than the other two kids. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I think she she's the one with like the the crazy screws loose. The other two boys are like the followers with screws looses too, but there's also some weird like what? <laughs> screws looses too. Screws looses. That's what two. I just said. Screws <laughs> looses too. There's also some weird like like in, in sex scenes in movies, you know you you typically, you know, they're they're prick they're Pretty tame. We cannot talk to Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like stumbling all over the place. They're usually pretty tame. Like there was like some really weird close-ups of like some nipple tweaking and nipple sucking in this movie. I was like, holy shit, they're really going whole hog on this stuff. Like they went whole hog. You don't you don't really see that kind of stuff really unless you're watching like like uh, Antichrist or Nymphomaniac or something like that nowadays. God bless the early 80s. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you would, you creep. No, I, yeah, yeah, no, I, I did agree. I did pick up on that too, though. Like, uh, it is weird. Like, they, it's very unedited, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they filmed what they filmed, kind of came out. Yeah. Um, and then, and then one last thing that bothered me. <laughs> I have like I pick out I, I pick up on weird little details about movies that bother me and that's what I talk about on this show, sure. which is funny because I is it really that interesting? Who the hell gets into a shower and turns the shower on directly onto their face? Uh nobody because it's cold. Right. Why would you do that? The mom goes to take a shower and she's <laughs> she stands with her face directly under the faucet and turns the shower on. Nobody does that. <laughs> well, in you stand outside of the shower with your hand sticking into the water for 40 seconds while the water heats up, and or, then you get in. Or if you're like me in my house with my old roommate, he would always put the, the detachable shower head cocked. Yeah. So whenever you turned the water on, it would spray outside of the shower right onto you <laughs> at 6 o'clock in the morning with freezing cold water. He wouldn't turn it toward the wall? Nope. He'd, he'd turn it out, out toward the... Chris yeah, Jordan, brilliant. if you're listening, I love you, but damn you. <laughs> That's amazing. Let's talk um, about another movie. Okay. What? Uh, oh, 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 bloody birthday though. You liked it? I did. Yeah. Yeah. For every for everything that I said about it, like it, it sounded like I thought it was a shitty movie. Which it's it, fun. It it's is fun. kind of a shitty movie, but it's also a pretty fun early. It's 80s. a very entertaining early yeah. '80s slasher. Yeah, not slasher, but 
murdery kids. Yeah. Would have fit great with our kids episode. It would have, yeah. I don't think... I, I, we none didn't of us know about it, it back though, then, yeah, though. So, so yeah. Uh, what, uh, what do you want to talk about next? All right. Next, I'm going to talk about Happy Birthday to Me. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Now, not I haven't only, seen this movie in a couple of years. Not only is this movie our poster take for this week, it is also the intro to the episode. Mm-hmm. And that all being said, I... I, this is my third time seeing it, third or fourth time seeing it, and I gotta be honest with you, I don't like this movie. Why? Is that? I don't know how you feel about it, but I, it's just not a good movie. Like, uh, it, it's a mess. The, the, I don't, I don't know. It's, it, it's not really all that well thought out to me. The, uh, the characters that die, you don't really care about any of them. They exist to die, and the ending felt very tacked on. And the reason that it felt tacked on is because it was. When they were filming the movie, they did not have an ending in place. Oh, really? No. And so the big... Like right up until that yes, point? the they... big quote-unquote twist that happened at the end of the movie was basically thought of when they filmed it. Or at least, you know, very soon before then. Let's and try it this. shows, though, it shows because the twist is this big bombshell twist, but there's absolutely nothing that leads up to it. Yeah. There's nothing that says that it's coming. There's no hints. There's... There's literally no nothing. And to me, it kills it because it seems like, well, what the fuck is this? Like, come on. <laughs> and I've seen movies like I that wanna... too where it just it just ends. It's like a, like they're filming and they got all these great ideas and we go, crap, we're not going to finish all of this, you know, all of our ideas into this. We just got to, we have to end it right now. What are we going to do? It was sort of the opposite though for this movie because it was like the, the, the most of the main part of the movie was very stereotypical 80s slasher kill your friends kind of movie and then the end though was this it the end comes off as this big well thought out twist upon twist upon twist ending like oh my god this is crazy how do they come up with this it's like it's but it doesn't make any sense because there's nothing to set it up you know what i'm saying right it's like the payoff for i don't know for nothing like i don't know help me out here james uh, I I honestly don't remember a ton about this movie. I did you not rewatch it? No. Oh, I thought you did. No, I okay. I remember it. it I mean, this is going to be a spoiler to everyone, including me, because I don't remember if this <laughs> is the right movie. But <laughs> is she wearing a mask at the end? Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Should we? Okay. This movie's like like thirty years old, forty years old. Should we just say it? Yeah. Okay. So, so, so the main girl who ends up being the killer isn't actually the killer because suddenly she has a twin sister. Yeah, that's it. But it's not really her twin sister because the sister's wearing a mask and she pulls it off and she's another sister from a, from the father's like first marriage who took her place and like it, it's this really so, so convoluted. She so she originally had a twin sister. And no, then, no, oh. no. It sets it up to where you think it's her identical twin sister that you never knew about. But then, twist, she's wearing a mask, and it's not her twin sister. It's really the daughter of her father from a previous marriage, but the, the main girl took her place. It's, it Which, doesn't by, make by sense the way, the most impressive thing is that a, a high school student was able to make a like a perfect replica life cast of her supposed twin sister without that person's knowledge. Hey, 
Have you seen have you seen special effects from the 80s? They were on top of this, okay? They knew how to make really convincing masks. Yeah, but she wasn't uh she she was a high school student. I know. No, and in, in the in the 80s it wasn't what, even did good. She, did she sneak into her bedroom at night and put the plaster over her face so that she could make a mask? It just it was so convoluted. It made no sense. Yeah. And and it bothered me because like the ending would have worked fine. Had the rest of the movie given you hints to where you look back at you go, oh, oh, like, oh, this person was really not who you thought was. She was imposturing or, or they could have done any number of things. But because they didn't have the end written when they were filming it, it just it. some of it is starting to come back to me. And I and I remember the first time you and I watched it. And at the end, we just sat there and then eventually I think we just went. What? Yeah, like, that's exactly <laughs> what? what it was. Why? Uh, and this movie's well regarded. People love this movie. Well, it's got. I mean, it in in this movie's defense, there are some pretty fun kills in sure, it, right? Sure, shish kebab. For, shish kebab for to the to the throat. <laughs> there was uh, something involving a pool. A was pool? it? Why? I for some reason. For some reason, I'm envisioning the. Uh, the uh, you know how like pools and schools have the the window down. Oh, there's yeah, there's a scene there's a scene where they fake out the the main girl who's freaked out about everything. Yeah. And one of the friends like they're they're smoking dope under the pool which has like a like a SeaWorld orca view which no no school has. <laughs> That's untrue. A lot really? of schools have that. Well, it's for uh for um well not a lot, but like schools that hold um comp- okay, competitions and stuff. Nope. I think it's for like ref purposes no public schools have them <laughs> how about that, that yeah i don't know that might well, be true well no regardless idea. my school didn't so it's it's foreign to me but <laughs> your school didn't so that means no public schools that's did. exactly what that means um <laughs> what did yours nope did yours my school didn't have a pool well then there you go <laughs> however the a school i used to teach at had uh their pool on the second floor so maybe they had a Second floor. They pool. did, and, and and but it was leaking down into the classroom oh, below them. So they had to get rid of it. Why would you have a second floor pool? It just that seems impractical. Uh, anyway, though, no. So one of the other friends, though, because they know the friend is freaked out, she pretends like she's dying past the window. Right. She's that's dead, that's though. the part that I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say I don't think anyone died like that. Yeah. Um. But there's some cool axes to the face and whatnot. But I mean, like, <laughs> like there's some there's some cool deaths, sure. But like it it kind of all. Falls flat because the ending makes no sense. Right. You know? Um, I wish I could talk highly, more highly about this movie. I, I really wish that so I could. So, if the ending wasn't <laughs> so terrible, would you say it's a pretty decent movie? If the ending made more sense, yes, I would. Mm-hmm. But it kind of kills it. You know, you have to look at the movie as a whole. And if, if, the first 75% of the movie doesn't match up to the last 25%, then what the fuck are you watching? So, <laughs> instead of having a random twin, could they had uh, the main girl pull off her own face as a mask? And she happened to be... Somebody else? The, the stepdaughter or whatever? Could it have been that way instead of having two people? If they had introduced a stepdaughter early or mentioned her, like maybe they said that she died or maybe something. You know what I'm saying? What if, what if the, main, the main girl, if she just pulled off a mask... And it was just her own face under the mask. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was me all along. Well, guess what? It, it was. <laughs> you were right all along. It's like the most anticlimactic climax. <laughs> so, so it was Jenny. Yes. Uh, um, one of the other things I love about this movie is, uh, have you seen the poster for this? It's kind of an iconic poster because there's so much text in like the little subheading. It's the shish kebab. Yeah, but at the very top though, it goes. 
uh, Jack will or John will never eat shish kebab again. Such and such will never do this again. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny. It basically highlights the way everybody dies. Yeah. Right? Well, the funny thing is, this is John will never eat shish kebab again. There's mm-hmm. no character named John in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what they're referring to maybe is that John Saxton was in the movie. Oh. And so maybe they made this before it was actually filmed. <laughs> but yeah. it's funny because you have a you have an advertising piece to advertise something that doesn't even happen. Yeah. In the movie. <laughs> I, that's not. It's kind of funny. I, I, that's not uncommon in trailers, which is more understandable. You know, a lot of the times you'll see stuff that happens in trailers that never happened in the movie, like uh, like we watched "Don't Breathe" last last yeah. week, and in the the trailer you hear the blind man say, "Now you're gonna see what I see." Yeah. Which is nothing, by the yeah. way, if you haven't seen which the movie. Which we do see what he sees. Uh, yes. Oh wait, I closed my eyes. A lot. Sorry, that's what <laughs> but, <I was laughs> but you, he never says that in the movie. Yeah. So it's understandable to get a point across in a trailer, but to have it on your like main like promotional poster movie, that makes no sense. If the movie changes after you put that out, then mm-hmm. you change your poster. <laughs> That's their main advertising piece was that Which poster. Which is yeah, really you not hard to do. Quote. Yeah, change it. it. Just change <laughs> it. It's not that hard. Um so yeah, that was happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. To me, to me, actually, happy birthday to me. We haven't said happy birthday to me in a while, guys. Well, so if your uh, <laughs> if your birthday is anything like the movie, it's gonna suck. Well, we're we're going to Detroit for my birthday. We're gonna die. Oh no, we're, we're all gonna, gonna die, die in a crack house somewhere. Because <laughs> that's what Detroit is. All right, we got one more movie to talk about. Oh wow, we're gonna end this one uh, pretty early tonight, I think. Challenge accepted. <laughs> uh, James, I'm gonna let you take the honors on this one. Well, thank you, Michael. Uh, so the last movie we're going to talk about, it was we were actually completely unaware of it as a as a birthday movie because sure. we were looking up birthday horror. This didn't come up on the radar at all. However, Mike it's a just, movie that we've both heard of before. Yeah, I, I don't think we realized that it was it actually took place during a birthday weekend. But no. it's it's called Frogs, and it's from 1972, <laughs> and it is brilliant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, oops! I, don't I, ever become a teacher because your idea of brilliance is—I don't think up to par. No, with, no, with it was—it was brilliant. Uh, quick, quick synopsis here: It's uh, Jason Crockett is an aging, grumpy, physically disabled millionaire who invites his family to his island estate for his birthday celebration. Pickett Smith, played by Sam Elliott, is a freelance photographer who is doing a pollution layout for an ecology magazine. Jason Crockett hates nature, poisoning anything that crawls on his property. On the night of the birthday, on a, on the night of his birthday, the frogs and other members of nature begin to pay Crockett back. This is kind of a misleading synopsis. Yeah, I, was, I was just about to say, let's let's get this out of the way really quickly. Let's do it. Let's get it out of the way. There is not a single death by frog in this entire movie. <laughs> yeah, well, there is. No, there's not. They climb on bodies, but then they just chill. Okay. <laughs> There's not a single death by frog. You don't see it, but I have reason to believe that the very last kill of the of the movie, which doesn't actually happen on screen, is death by frog. How? Because they all bust into the house, and then old man Crockett falls on the floor, and oh god, there's frogs! Oh god, it's frogs! (laughs) I mean, really, how could frogs kill you? I don't know, but but I think they do. I think they kill him. Well, here's the thing. I, 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 yes, there's there's no actual deaths by frog in this movie, but uh, I think 
you and I both got the sense that the frogs were kind of the ringleaders yeah, of this entire nice. like uh, animal kingdom revolution. Frogs is basically the equivalent of the Godfather in killer amphibian movies. <laughs> what? <laughs> the frogs made the rest of the animals enough as they couldn't refuse. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> <laughs> they were the ringleaders, though. though. Like, the frogs. That's what I just said. Yeah, you don't yeah. really have to go into any more detail about it. But I wanted to use a really bad impression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> I love the tagline for this movie Cold green skin against soft warm flesh. A croak, a scream. Frogs. <laughs> That's that's brilliance right there. Whoever the guy was that wrote that tagline, I'm sure he I'm went sure on to have a very, very good career. I'm sure he made at least seven bucks off yeah. that. <laughs> uh, okay, so frogs. Um, well, first of all, what I was getting back to is uh, the synopsis is kind of misleading because Jason Crockett really wasn't that bad of a guy. No. Like, yeah, he was kind of a grumpy old man. But really, the only reason he was poisoning any of the creatures on his uh, on his land was because of the bunch of it, like the rest of his family were a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Like whenever they would come up with it in the in the flick, like he was always actually like defending it. Like, yeah. Don't worry about it. They're just frogs. They're yeah. just this. Don't worry about it. But everybody's You're like, a- I can't sleep at night because they're always making noise. And, and he's like, Shut up, them. pussy. Like- yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I. And then one guy's like, I. I thought we could pour a bunch of oil on the water and just suffocate them all. It's like you're an asshole. And Sam Elliott's <laughs> like. Sons of bitches, what? What are, are you doing? You guys are really, really this dicks is in this Sam Elliott Sans mustache. Yes. Crazy. Very weird. Crazy. Which, so we, <laughs> we talked about it. We got a little bit of a, almost like a Michael Bolton vibe from him. Like a young Michael Bolton, which was interesting. He gave uh, he gave the people on the island, because it's, it's an island, right? Where they were at? Uh, I think that's what, it, yeah. Um, so he, uh, so he was capsized on his canoe by the sun. On a speedboat. Uh, yeah. The sun was like speeding a speedboat, almost hit Sam Elliott's character in a canoe. He tipped him. They felt bad. So they brought him back to the, to the house. The estate. To the estate or whatever. Which, real, real quick, just to interject. If yeah. you don't know who Sam Elliott is, uh, basically any, any Western movie in existence with a, with a, wise mustachioed man he's probably that guy yeah also he was in uh big lebowski yep uh i know him really well from tombstone because yep. i love that movie he's been in a which ton is a western of obviously westerns. tons of um westerns. what else was he in oh he was in uh ghost rider as caretaker and uh and parks and recreation i know him from as well now he's he's had a good career yeah um so he shows up to the island and he gives these people nothing but his time his love and his tenderness. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back. There you go. Uh, that was for Greg, by mm-hmm. the way. Totally for Greg. I don't yeah. think he listens anymore. But uh, I think he does. Our buddy Greg is uh, like not in a ironic or or funny way. He loves. He Michael is Bolton. the biggest Michael Bolton fan in the existence of human beings and on if Earth. That ain't scary. Then why are we doing a horror podcast? <laughs> Listen, we, we went to so like he he said there's tickets for Michael Bolton in uh, with Mount Clemens, Michigan, of all places. At this tiny little venue, we have to go see him. And I was like, oh, gosh. Like, I, you know, we just agreed to it. We're like, all right, I guess we're going to see Michael Bolton. Dude puts on a hell of a show. Oh, yeah? Hell of a show. 
What was really upsetting though was <laughs> there was like we were really enjoying the show and how talented he was. He was like, holy shit, Michael Bolton's like tearing this place apart, and everybody, like all the people our age in the crowd, were just going, Captain Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow, and. He plays along. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that song right now, but I'll do this song that's very similar. And then he busts into a song that's nothing like it. I said I loved you, but I lied. That was really good. It was more than love I feel oh, boy. inside. Which, uh, which small venue on Clemens were you guys at? Uh, what the hell is it called? It's the place that's right next to Madison's. The Emerald? The Emerald. Okay. That's yeah. pretty small, right? I mean, for Michael Bolton. Yeah. I mean, what does that hold? Is, what does yeah. that hold? Like f- five, six hundred people? Yeah. Yeah. Is it crowfoot like size? Yeah. Which, so, if you don't know what the crowfoot is, well, no, screw you. But no. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old potato it's chip venue. I'm, I'm, so so you know. I'm sorry to go off on a Michael Bolton tangent. I just wanted to let the entire world know how amazing he truly is. It's true. Anyway, go ahead. Um, no, I, I, frogs. I, oh. Okay, where, frogs. Where did, yeah. we leave, where did we leave off at? <laughs> so, so, uh, so Sam Elliott, he uh, he shows up. They kind of, you know, they're showing him a little bit of southern hospitality, and they're and they're saying, "Why don't you stick around while your clothes dry, mm-hmm. while your uh, Canadian tuxedo dries?" He ends up being there for like four Cause, days because he is completely because <laughs> he is completely denim clad. By Head the way, just, even his underwear, I'm sure, was just, denim. Just looking sharp. Denim socks. Well, it's it's funny. Yes, uh, he's he's shirtless for a good portion of this movie. Mm-hmm. And him being shirtless in this movie is actually what landed him the role uh, in the movie Lifeguard. No. Yeah, like they actually they saw this movie and they're like, "Damn, that man is handsome with his shirt off." See, this is why chest, I, this chest is, hair. There it is, right there. <laughs> Look this at that is chest why hair. I take a lot of uh, <laughs> acting roles with my pants off because hopefully I'll be cast in Boogie Nights too. I'm hoping. Um, where it's like, where it's like, the... where it's like the anti Boogie Nights, where they're all uh, like enamored with this guy with a it's... micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, anyway, what the hell were we talking about? Uh, frogs. Frogs. Frogs! Oh, by the way, <laughs> when we were looking this movie up, there was another movie called Frogs, but with an exclamation point. I like frogs. that one. I like that one better. Action. Funny, because that reminded me of the band name I wanted to start with you guys, where we're going to play like that southern core, like... Oh. And it was going to be called Shark! 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 Shark with an exclamation point. I remember point. that. I wish we would have done that. Me too. Just because I wanted to be on stage and say... Hey, what's up, everybody? We're Shark! I just thought it would be funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so, so Frogs. Um, this movie was... The kills were adorable. <laughs> I think that's really the only way you can really is. describe it. <laughs> Some of them, like the spider one, really freaked me out. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, mm-hmm. they used a lot of real animals in this movie. They actually bought um, 500 Florida frogs and a hundred giant South African toads. Yep. Now, uh, most of which ran away during I filming. I was about which... to say, while we were watching this movie, I actually I made a joke going, well, the whole reason that there's wild pythons and uh, and um, the big lizards, what are they called? The uh, uh, Gila monsters? Were they Gila's? I think you call Komodo them Gila dragons. monsters. Komodo. No, oh, Komodo, Komodo. Komodo, Komodo dragons are huge. Yeah, and the, I think the Gila's river. Mm-hmm. Well, point is, look, Florida has a big... Um, population of them now which yeah. are not native and they're killing the eagles it's because of this movie <laughs> um, I, I, I made a joke they'll be like yeah all these animals ran away that's why florida's got all these problems now and then i read that a lot of the frogs and stuff actually escaped during oh yeah production 
I don't think that I was that far off. No, probably not. The frogs, they, they went out and they bred, and then they... Became, then they, they became Komodo dragons. That, that's what <laughs> happened. That, that's the circle of life, right? <laughs> exactly. Frogs become Komodo dragons. Done. They They mate with chameleons, and then you get Komodo dragons. That's how they're made. That's how you get comedians. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Come on, that was good. <laughs> um, but, but like I said, some of the some of the kills were just downright adorable. They there were, was, there was a, a kill in a, in a greenhouse. <laughs> these these lizards are just running around. They're geckos, right? Yeah, Geico. Just, Geico geckos. <laughs> they were just running around all willy nilly, like the, the kind of geckos that you would find if you went to Florida. You would just pick them up, and like, oh, it's a cute gecko, and they run over somebody's body, and it's supposed to be interpreted as, oh God, they're attacking. <laughs> oh my God, this is so it's, cute. It's the equivalent of having a death scene of somebody getting bombarded by puppies. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It really is. Well, when they're like they're knocking uh, bottles of poison off of a shelf to make poison gas to like gas this guy up, which he could have just ran to the door and <laughs> and left and then lived, but he, he, instead, he had a role to fulfill. Okay, <laughs> he was not running for that door. And then and then when they come in, they find his body. He's just you know crawling with tiny little geckos, and they're all, and the geckos like hey. Hi. <laughs> yeah, like they do. Actually, there was a lot of really great um for a movie shot in 1972, some of the macro shots they yeah, did of the, the animals in this, yeah, like right, so good. Yeah, they they had some really incredible close-up shots of these of these animals. It was kind of crazy. This movie succeeded in more of a National Geographic way than <laughs> it did a motion picture way. It really did. Like <laughs> yeah. cuz those macro shots you're talking about of the snakes especially from like the third part on. Mhm. They had some close-ups of the animals that were like, "Holy crap! Like this is, this is incredible." Yeah. You can legitimately see your reflection in their scales. Yeah, it looked good. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm looking at Justin's laptop, and it's just like a gecko peeking through a leaf, and it's very ironic that we're talking about this right now. <laughs> Why is that? Just his background or yeah, something? Yeah, oh. background gecko. <laughs> I, I thought he changed his background to Sam Elliott shirtless. Um, well, he's kind of like a gecko. Right? Um, so this movie actually was, there was a, this kind of sparked a, a trend in the 70s uh, for eco-horror. Mm. Like this movie was the first in, in of many that uh, that came out of it because... I, well, well... What? Like, give me some examples of eco-horror from the 70s. Uh, I haven't seen a ton of these, but uh, there's like... Um, there's a movie called Ants. There was a movie called uh, Kingdom of the Spiders, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that, like it, like just the the idea of is it, is it basically like nature turns on man? Yeah, na- kind of like thing? nature. Yeah. Nature gets sick of mankind and and decides to revolt and Jaws. Uh, <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess you could kind of say that Jaws was eco horror, but yeah. So <clears throat> I thought that was kind of interesting because it's it. Up until we looked this, up until we found this movie, I, had you ever really ever heard of it? Um, yes, I have actually. Oh yeah. No, I have. It, it's I get, it's one of those flakes that you see on like the the best of the worst lists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
and, and it was. In Actually, all fairness, it thinking, really, really was. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I had I had seen the the poster before with the when, frog with the hand in his mouth. I mean, I mean, full disclosure, me and you were sitting at your house, and we're like, so okay, so we're talking about birthday movies. We know about the main ones, you know, you know, happy birthday, happy birthday to me, bloody birthday. We knew about all those ones. Mm-hmm. So we were looking for other movies that had a birthday element to them that we could talk about. And this one came up, and I go, oh my god, frogs! Like I have been looking for an excuse to watch this movie for a long time. Mm. And so we watched it. I mean, I kind of regret it now. But no, we had a good time. We did. We did. Oh, I am shocked that they did not make a mystery science theater episode. This would be perfect for movie. it. It is perfect for it. It's actually kind of the way we ended the movie. Like yeah. probably the last. The last forty minutes of the movie well, was us doing that. Well, you mentioned that we were like movie talkers throughout this one, and it's like we were because it needed it. Like I, I you think have I, to make fun of it. I think I said that about. Uh, didn't I say that about a different movie? Well, I, yeah, yeah, yes, you're right. But even still, <laughs> this one was was the same in the same breath though, because you almost have to make fun of it while you're watching it to to make it feel worthwhile to finish does that make sense like i don't yeah. know like you yeah, watch no. it you're like okay come on are you are you kidding me right now i need a narrative to this to make fun of it because otherwise i'm gonna fucking go crazy i'd say there was another reason for this too is uh we were both getting very tired during this movie we actually uh we we finished the movie bouncing on yoga balls <laughs> Just that true. out there. We we finished it because I like I was falling asleep on the couch, so I walked into my other room. I grabbed a like we got these big yoga balls, and uh, or, or is that what you call them? Yoga balls? I don't know. Like the big rubber yeah, workout exercise balls, ball. exercise yeah. balls. And I I was sitting. So if on, somebody did yoga on my balls, can I call my balls <laughs> yoga balls? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm I'm sitting on one, and, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like. I'm sitting on this because it, it's like it's making me because you have to kind of move and balance on it, you know, while you're sitting on it. And, and I was like, like I was I'm, really I'm, uncomfortable. Throughout. I was like, I'm trying to keep myself awake. And I was like, do you want the other one? And he's like, no. <laughs> I was like, all right, man. And then and then he paused it at one point. He's like, all right, I need that other yoga ball because he was falling asleep. So by the end of this movie, we're both sitting there bouncing on yoga balls in the middle of my room, my living room watching frogs there's nothing wrong with two dudes bouncing on some balls in the living room that's watching, absolutely true watching an amphibian movie you're absolutely right <laughs> nothing wrong with it so that's uh that's kind of how we ended that movie um it was over, an, it overall was an, i thought it was it, i thought it was a fun movie it was fun is the best way to describe yeah. it it's like if you go in if you go into this movie expecting anything other than just it's it's schlocky nature horror mm-hmm. low budget like I don't, it just it is what it is it's a bunch of cutscenes of amphibians attacking people but not really attacking them but making you thinking they're attacking them like, yeah they could they probably could have they probably could have trimmed it down by about twenty minutes which would have i don't even know if it would have been a full-length feature at that point but because there were so many shots of just frogs hopping around i would love to section off the shots that were just of the frogs and see how long they are together you know what i'm saying i'd say it was like like a good 
10, 12 minutes of I would just say, frog I would tapping say a around. solid 15 minutes of straight frog shots. <laughs> like, it, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Which, don't don't let that turn you off from watching this cinematic masterpiece, because no, uh, you should re- definitely watch it. Let the rest it. of our review turn you off from watching the cinematic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really don't have anything else to say about that one. There was, uh, there was a few funny kills and stuff like that, but... Yeah. I don't know. I have nothing really left to say about you. So, we are the Buzzkill Podcast. Happy birthday, James. (laughs) Hey, thanks, man. (laughs) Uh, And if you should feel inclined, you can find us on social media on Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Also, Horror Amino at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can find us on the Twitters at the Buzzkill PC. That's Twitter for people who aren't weird. (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh if you're looking for jay you know what before you get to me you could also find the buzzkill podcast on tumblr at the buzzkill that's the second week in a row that you saved us on that I one because i think we Actually, forgot about it again i got your asses got you know your what? ass he did you're right yeah but if you are looking for me, you can find me at www.oceanrecordingstudio.com. Come to me for all your podcast needs. You want to even just send your podcast in to be mixed? I'll do that for you because I'm awesome. He is awesome. I, I got your back. I got your also, back. And you can also at find- Ocean Recording social media, Instagram, Twitter, follow. <laughs> you can also find Justin on redtube.com Whoa. slash big floppy dong <laughs> 29327. No need, Mikey. He's pound got sign, you covered. Pound sign, question mark. <laughs> uh, well, night. guys, uh, this has been uh, this has been a fine birthday, and I I thank you. Hey, ma'am, we're happy to have you here. No, you're not. Thanks to Judy <laughs> and Jim. Oh, I bet you they're celebrating right now. Thirty-two years ago, they were like crying themselves to sleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what, we, we what don't was need nine, another one of these assholes. What was nine months ago? What was nine months ago? I don't know. Some uh, is that like uh, March? I, I, that's like June. Is, is it someone's birthday in June or something like that? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> I was oh, wondering, you, where, the, I was wondering like, where the occasion you, was. You mean like birthday sex? Is oh, that what you're getting? I, I get what he's getting. At. Yeah, no. It was just uh, it was just some good old. I think Bud, just some good old fashioned promiscuous fun. People in Budweiser Budweiser revamped their formula. There you go. And so big, so big Jim was like, oh. This is fuckworthy. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. That's the end of our show. <laughs> I'm going to go home and cry myself to sleep. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Happy birthday to me. <laughs>